welcome to this week's episode of Winging It with Katura and Friends. This week we're joined by Shamir Cohen, the owner and founder of Pure and Peaceful. Um, Pure and Peaceful is a plant and mineral-based non-toxic home care line. Uh, she decided to start her company in Sag Harbor, New York in 2013 due to the lack of truly non-toxic cleaning and home care options on the market. Pure and Peaceful is a modern wellness brand that was born out of the belief that cleaning can be an uplifting and therapeutic experience when it's done with high quality ingredients. In addition to Pure and Peaceful, Shamir is very passionate about holistic health and wellness. Um, I can vouch for this. I've known Shamir for a few years and I'm so excited to have her on the show to share uh, her take on non-toxic living and on wellness. Hi, Shamir. Hey there. Hi. <laughs> How's I'm, it going? It's going good. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Oh my um, god! Yeah, thanks for asking me. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, I have been using your products on and off for years, and I was like, I can't yeah. think of anybody who knows more about this whole space than you do. And I'm so excited to have you on to talk about it. <laughs> Aww, I love it. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I've only done one other podcast. So exciting. Yes. And so good of you to like, I mean, I'm like, I would love to do a, my own podcast one day. I'm like, I don't even know where to get started. You seem to just like, go. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true to the name of the show. I was like, winging it is just so me. I was like, I'm just, I, I had it in my mind. I was like, I think that I have something to say. I think I know people who have so much to say. And uh, I was like, so let's just do it. Um, and so I'm just, you know, figuring things out as I go along. But believe me, it's it's actually, um, it's more approachable and more manageable than you might think. So I, yeah. I'd say go for it, for sure. <laughs> it might be picking your brain once I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And um, I feel like it, it's nice to pick up with you in this week. So I'm like, wow, your voice is so familiar. We started yeah. working together back in 2013. For anybody who doesn't know, um, I started working at Mind Body Online uh, and Shamir was there rocking it <laughs> right away. I remember always looking up to you and just finding that you always have this style about you that's like so light and bubbly and fun but I always knew you were incredibly serious about work and about making money <laughs> yeah. like I knew I was like don't underestimate this woman like she's serious <laughs> oh, thank you I appreciate it you as well <laughs> oh thanks um so going back that's I remember those conversations back then about um you know you had this product line you would bring them into the workspace and like leave them around the office and yeah. I remember you just having this strong aversion to anything that wasn't um, non-toxic mm -hmm. and people are like no you know like are we being crazy about dish soap and I'm like no she's right like so what inspired you to create pure and peaceful like how did this all get going for you yeah I mean probably like you you're a mama of how many children do you have right now oh my gosh I have six yeah. oh my goodness so I feel like I'm not a mother yet but I feel like when you are doing something daily like for me cleaning for you taking care of kids and becoming a doula like you know as a result you sort of become passionate about it because you know it's what you do every day and it affects you and those you live with so for me, growing up, I was always very sensitive to cleaning chemicals. So was my my dad, actually. He used to, like, always complain if anybody cleaned, which is so funny. But um, Oh, he, my dad, too, which is hilarious. Dad. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, chemicals are, you know, they're just so abrasive. And if you ever go to, like, a restaurant and they spray Windex when they're, like, cleaning the tables next to you, like, that used to just 
totally make my stomach turn and my head start hurting. So I've always been really sensitive to chemicals. When I was younger, I would say my family used to use more like natural made stuff. Like my mom would just put vinegar and, you know, water together, other, you know, baking soda a lot for cleaning. But as I, you know, had my own household, I was buying um, natural cleaning products, which were labeled as natural. However, they were still causing me reactions. So I would get like a headache or if I, if I had an empty stomach when I was using them, I would feel like this, like my stomach was turning and I just, and I would, was getting so confused because I'm like, but these are natural products. So why is this happening still? So that kind of led me into um, looking into the ingredients, doing my own research. And I realized that even though they're natural labeled, um, they're still using toxic chemicals. Um, a lot of times fragrance, chemical um, emulsifiers, preservatives. So they might have like natural ingredients, but they use a chemical emulsifier and chemical fragrance. So I was that sensitive, which everybody's body is affected by the chemicals. You know, they're endocrine disruptors and they are really neurotoxic, but um, some people just feel the effects, whereas others, it's still happening, but they don't feel it. So I was one that felt every little, like you could just bring me to any place and, um, you know, I'll just, how I feel in the room is just can tell you if there's chemicals used. So that my dog also was um, having, getting rashes um, on her belly because she would lay on the ground. So the floor cleaner was chemical, you know, had chemicals in it, was toxic, even though it was labeled um, the opposite. So just kind of spiraled into doing my own research and, you know, looking into these ingredients. And, and when I ultimately wasn't able to find anything fully natural, this is back in, you know, 2012, 2013, I just ended up um, creating my own products. I just started looking at what ingredients have worked for a long time. You know, what have, what are the try and true cleaning um, ingredients and, you know, baking soda, vinegar, witch hazel, and, um, you know, Castile soap, different things I started playing around with, finding a mixture that really was effective at doing what it was intended to do, but, um, you know, wasn't toxic and I didn't have any reactions. Um, other than that, like the fragrance was, I at the time had been um, really into essential oils. I was doing a lot of yoga and when they put you in Shavasana, I had this lovely instructor, Jenna Minardi out in Sag Harbor, East Hampton. And she would put like bergamot and other essential oils that are meant to relax you. She would put them on your temple and rub them. And then, um, you know, during Shavasana. And I always remember just feeling just such relaxation and my mind was just clear. And I was like, these essential oils are so powerful when you, you know, buy high quality um, options. And so I wanted to sort of integrate that aromatherapy into the cleaning product so that rather than holding your breath while you're cleaning, like most people, you know, if you're using... Um, you know, chemical products would, you'll actually get aromatherapy instead. So I sort of combined my love of essential oils and the courses I had subsequently taken on essential oils and mixing and all the effects of them um, with, you know, the research I'd done on cleaning solutions that are natural but effective and basically created uh, pure and peaceful. I just, I love it because um, having used them, I do, and I shared your bio just as, you know, going into the intro before we hopped on um, okay. and that you, that, yeah, the whole cleaning product line that you have, it, it's done with that approach. You can definitely feel it when you're using it, that to elevate your everyday experience and that there is a therapeutic quality to it. 
And I think for people, you know, when you're cleaning your spaces and when you're trying to just, you know, get everything in your home, freshen it up. And I know I feel calmer when I use yours. (laughs) I know everything shines just a little bit more. Like I know it has a special glow and I know you've sourced your oils um, thoughtfully because they're so high quality. I can tell immediately as soon as I use them, like essential oils are not all the same. (laughs) They are not. Good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Cause a lot of people think that they are, you just buy, or if you just buy organic, that's the, that's it, you know, but there's so many different levels and how it's produced. And, um, yeah, so I'm very, very picky. The essential oils I use for my products are therapeutic grade and really high quality. They're not the cheapest, but for me, it's most important to have that aromatherapy effect. So I would definitely consider your product like a premium product, but I know that it's so good and I know that it's safe. And I think every time I use it, I'm like, gosh, why don't I just do this more? But it's because I know from my own experience growing up with my dad, um, we, he uses baking soda, vinegar. I stick to a lot of those, like my cabinet, like yesterday he was coming over for the first time for dinner. And and I'm like, oh my gosh, I told the kids, I'm like, you know, we can't, there can't be one spray or one thing that's not like completely natural because he will (laughs) identify it immediately. He's like, I mean, we're talking dog shampoo, all of it, everything. Like he's so, he's so sensitive. And I'm like, so I'm scouring everything with baking soda. Yeah. I'm using my teacher oil and I'm using yeah. your, and I was like, I have my pure and peaceful and I was so excited. And I, um, and I didn't have your floor cleaner, but I had my Castile soap and I was like, something about that. I know it scrubs the floor infinitely better. Like the mop water always comes out dingier and darker when I use it. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's such a deep clean. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The floor cleaner, my dog inspired me. I had to launch with, I launched with the, the all purpose, the floor cleaner and uh, an Aaron linen spray. And the floor cleaner was hundred percent my little puppy. Cause she also got separation anxiety. So the scent of the lavender and bergamot that's in the floor cleaner really helped relax her when we left the house. And then of course she didn't get the rash anymore. So we knew right away it was the floor cleaner that was giving her the rash. Cause once we switched to mine, no more rash. No more. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny with, you know, those culprits in your house. And I was, I know it's something I wanted to ask you. I thought I would bring it up later, but I'm like, what are things that people think aren't, think that it's like not a big deal you know and my dad's like oh no laundry detergent you know what are some of the biggest ones that people use every day that you think are a big no-no that they should be opting for a more natural um, solution to yeah um a lot of these the preservatives used are pretty um toxic um and obviously there's such a spectrum of ones people use but there's so many that are toxic and there's some natural ones like rosemary um, extract and other options, even essential oils themselves are preservatives in their own right, but that's a whole nother topic. But I would say like, it's if you look at ingredients and you see, oh, okay, baking soda and natural ingredients, you can't stop at just looking at the ingredients you recognize when there's a, a word that you can't pronounce, it's usually toxic. Um, but I would say- <laughs> Yeah, that's safe. <laughs> I, you know, that's usually a rule of thumb. But I would say the biggest one that is probably in like every product some people own would be fragrance because Fragrance, obviously, is people like scents, right? And that's why they like my products because they're, um, you know, again, essential oils, when you buy high quality ones, are very expensive um, because, you know, you're getting that quality and that potency and that aromatherapy effect. 
Um, there are some that are not as expensive that are not as fragrant, but for me, it was very important to create that experience when using my products that your room is scented, you can clean and then leave and come back to the home and it smells amazing still. Um, and rather than having like a lingering chemical scent. Um, so I would say, you know, from deodorant to bath wash to, um, you know, all-purpose cleaners, to floor cleaners, to room sprays, to candles, to laundry detergents, um, to dish soaps. I mean, dish, can, it's, it's insane to me that laundry detergent has, I'm sorry, uh, dishwasher detergent has fragrance in it. You're like, I don't need to eat, you know, flowers. Like, I'll just buy flowers and put them on my table if I want to smell that while I'm eating. <laughs> but like, you know, so I would say like fragrance is just the worst. It's in everything. And on average, They've done studies on like just, you know, just what kind of chemicals are used. And on average, there's 100 chemicals in every fragrance. And due to trade secret laws, um, they're not uh, they don't have to disclose what chemicals are used to make up that fragrance. So on average, they have about 100. And um, on top of that, you know, in a lot of people will with the greenwashing that's happening with a lot of products, if there's an ingredient that they don't want to share because they are marketing their product as natural, right. um, they will sometimes put it in the fragrance so that they don't have to disclose it. There was, oh, a, a, yeah, that's just, it's like, it just hurts my heart. It's like, it's so mm-hmm. wicked ultimately, you know, like so many things that drive these companies, you know, it's like, and being so profit driven and not being conscientious and, yeah. you know, and just trying and, and just to go out of your way to purposefully hide information from right. the public who like, you know, moms, people think they're doing the right thing by their families and they pick up yes. a product and you don't have the time to investigate everything all the time. Exactly. You know, and, like, and they're like, okay, so you just make a split second decision based on the label and people are just, you know, just, exactly. uh, it's so bad. <laughs> That's the biggest issue is that a lot of people, and I don't blame them, you're on the go and you just say, oh, it says organic, it says natural, it says non-toxic, so you just grab it. For me, food shopping in the grocery store, like, you know, they say don't shop with a hungry stomach because you'll buy everything. It's impossible for me to buy everything because I look at every ingredient. I don't go by the label saying organic is like the first level. And now we're going to go, there could be seed oils, there could be, you know, uh, chemical uh, dyes. And there's so many things after that that are allowed in organic and natural products. There's really not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of regulation as far as like, can anybody say it's pure? Can anybody say it's natural? Yes. Um, you know, you could have all chemicals and still say it's natural. So you really have to do your own research. But what's, you know, what I tell people though, is once you find the brands that you can trust, and obviously you want to keep up with them and make sure they don't change ownership and change, you know, their whole um, policy and ingredients. But um, at the same time, you can just, you know, know that, all right, this company, I know I can buy from, and I don't have to you know, vet them every single time I'm in the store. But, you know, it's hidden in a lot of things and it really kind of accumulates. So it's really important. I would say the biggest one, because there's so many chemicals in fragrance, is that's the one that you really want to avoid. And, you know, again, find products with essential oils as fragrance, whether it be your perfume or deodorant or and if you can't afford um, the natural options, you know, I would say that being having a healthy lifestyle should be inexpensive but unfortunately in this day and age it's not um but you can make your own a lot of products are easy enough to make yourself so don't feel like you're you know gonna just 
be stuck buying chemical products if you don't have the income to, you know, buy those natural options. Yeah, I definitely, I was going to ask you that and you've just hit everything so perfectly that I was like, well, what are some cost-effective ways people can implement, you know, a non-toxic products into their life without having to break the bank and feeling like they just have, you know, because it's, it is, it's really difficult, especially in this economy and people who are just trying to, you know, they're just trying to take care of things and they want to do right by their family and still live well. And uh, I think that's for me, I know like there are certain things you can keep in your cabinet that will always, you know, they're like your everyday, they, you know, they take a lot of elbow grease, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, like your baking soda, your vinegar, your rubbing alcohols. Yeah. and I think peroxide is great for taking out blood stains if you get it right when the stain happens. Um, there's so many things that I use even day to day. My all-purpose is great for a stain remover, um, but if it's blood, I always say hit it with peroxide first, then the all-purpose. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, peroxide, you can get it anywhere. But I always tell people also, like, you know, it can be overwhelming. Um, the biggest, my biggest quote I love is, like, ignorance is bliss because, it's like when you don't know, you just, there's so much peace because you don't feel that anxiety of like, oh God, I have to do this and I have to change out all this, but it really doesn't have to be so overwhelming. Just think about it. Like right now, if you're using 10 products a day that are toxic, can we switch out one or two for a natural brand? Um, Something that, you know, not just labeled natural, that really has clean ingredients. And can we make some of the other products? And then, okay, if the laundry detergent, if you go through it so much, because, you know, you you especially with six kids, let's say, (laughs) probably a lot of laundry. Uh, I give you so much credit because I can hardly keep up with my own. Um, (laughs) But, you know, if you can, let's say that's one thing that you'll switch later, or maybe you can find an unscented version because then you at least get rid of the fragrance, even though unscented sometimes still has scent in it. So check the label. Right. But- that's, I, that to me is so crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's unscented, but it's got this unscented scent. Like though, there's something there. <laughs> at least you can expect that it'll be less fragrance, but not always no fragrance. But you can make those little changes, go fragrance free with as many products as you can. The ones that, of course, are not using essential oils, but using chemical fragrances, make your own products, switch out little at a time. Um, you know, and I'll tell you that once you start going clean, like I've always probably had a more clean lifestyle. Like my mom's from Ghana and West Africa and my dad's family's from Austria and Poland. They're Jewish and they they just always make a lot of their own products and you know it's an eastern european way oh it's so, that's so funny because my dad is polish he, oh that's right and, um and his background you know, we're polish jewish he was here last night for dinner i told you that and it's so funny yeah. because he moved here i guess he moved here when he was like 40 so he's okay. there so like his ways are very set and the way yeah. they approach taking care of their homes and it's always clean and my yeah. dad's like he's like look come in my house there isn't a single chemical he uses lemon peels and he yeah. uses everything and uh but the house yeah yeah like it doesn't have the it just it never smells bad it's always lovely um <laughs> and you know he just you know I think he'd ta- and he and my dad had a professional cleaning company actually out oh. of the Hamptons for I think my whole childhood for about 20 years so he so when he says go non-toxic like I know he's coming from a place of experience (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah it's it's you know it doesn't have to be like insurmountable like it's totally doable 
little by little, you just make those changes. And once you do end up like, like I said, I was never like exposed to a ton of chemicals, but we for sure did have chemicals in our house. But um, once you start really eliminating them, you'll find that then when you're exposed to them later, you're so like, they bother you much more than they ever did. Like when I smell somebody's perfume, like when I was in high school and college, I used all the, you know, whatever the, when I was in school, it was like Tommy Hilfiger, I think was a, I forget what it was called, Tommy Girl, that perfume. And oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, all the ones, I can't remember what they, I was always sensitive, I can only spray one spray, but like I could do it. Now I could, I would die, I'd have to go take a shower, like I would literally have physical reactions because your body then actually gets used to not being um, assaulted with chemicals and then it's more sensitized to it and you start noticing it, so I implore everybody to just try to switch out certain things and see how they feel and then just kind of build from there, make your own products when you can, or, you know, if you need to, um, and buy some natural products if you can as well. Yeah, that's right. I think I kind of have a two part system now where I have, we have your products. If I'm after, like once I've done my deep clean, like if you're just moving into a new house, then I'm like, I'm breaking out buckets of, you know, vinegar and water. Yeah. And I'm, you know, like you're getting into it. And then yours is always the one that I use like for, I'd say I'd use it on a deep cleaning day, but also when I just want to, like, I know I love it when I have people coming, I'm like, this is the extra spritz and it just makes it feel really yeah. yummy. And like, and that's why I wanted to use your products for my doula work when I work in clients' homes, especially with postpartum care. Um, just because it's, you know, I know it's safe for babies and I know it just feels that much more special. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> especially for babies. People don't realize babies are so sensitive. They're like us, the blank slate before they're you know, assaulted with all these chemicals and exposures, like they're just, so, and they're so small. So it's really important, especially with like laundry detergents, as you know, I'm sure. And uh, what you put on the floor when they start crawling and all that. Oh, people constantly come across moms who are coming across all these rashes and all these mm-hmm. unexplainable breakouts. And they're like, what is going on with my baby? And you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, like, let's not get overwhelmed, but let's kind of look at what maybe, you know, are there any new environmental things that are that you introduced? You always go through right. allergens and food right. and food toxins. It's like <laughs> so many ways to go. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's all cumulative. It all, you know, builds. People say, oh, but what's the big deal? Like, it's just deodorant. But it's like, it's just deodorant. It's just laundry detergent. It's just fragrance. It's just floor cleaner. It's just and then it's like every day, what are you hit with? that, you know, even if it's a little bit from this and a little bit from that, it all builds. And if you're not doing your regular detoxing and sweating, you know, that stuff kind of stays in your lymphatic system. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's why, you know, saunas um, are really great just to help get all that out movement. I'm just, you know, I think just all the different ways that you can incorporate having a well lifestyle overall. And having, you know, non-toxic products in your home is definitely, it makes you more conscious and aware. And then I think when you start to look at yourself as a temple and you're more mindful of what you're eating and consuming, it just trickles over everywhere else where you start to make more conscious decisions about what you're allowing in and what you're not, because you're just, you know, you're like, I take myself seriously and I take my environment seriously. And um, so I think you just set up more boundaries. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, My mom was actually flying from Ghana to um, New York uh, last month or a month and a half ago or so, but she was sitting next to some lady who had had probably sprayed the whole bottom of her bottle of perfume um, on before the flight. My mom is also very sensitive to scent. She's like 
the scent meter. It's insane. She smells things that nobody else can even pick up on. So she was like dying for a 10 hour flight. Oh, no. um, the lady was really nice. So they ended up talking at the end and she said to her, you know, listen, um, you smell lovely. However, I just, you know, some people are sensitive to scent. So, you know, just be mindful. My mom, my mom will tell anybody anything, which is like the funny part about her. Oh, but like no. literally like she told her and the lady was like, good to know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I appreciate the feedback. Like, you yeah. know, leave it in my suggestions. Yeah. and um but yeah I think sitting on this topic it's like how has having not you know a non-toxic life impacted other areas of your life do you think yeah um you know I would say my eyes are just open to everything I consume or put in my body once you read one ingredient you just you have to look at all of them um so when I drink wine I try to drink organic um they tested uh California wines and organic or not organic, regardless, they tested in 100% of wines tested posit- positive for glyphosate. So, oh, okay. um, you know, that very <laughs> nefarious chemical that can cause cancer. And so I just try, like, I only buy organic. I buy most of my food from the farmer's market, my gross, like my um, meats and vegetables. And people think it's expensive, but in actuality, I get my vegetables much cheaper than whole foods. Um, so I everything and this is i'm probably like on if there's a spectrum i'm on the higher side of that but like everything i put in my home is vetted from my lotion on my body of course we're not perfect that my lotion does have a fragrance but when i looked at the website the fragrance is a is a combination of absolutes um which are like really plant derived and essential oils so they just have listed as a fragrance because it isn't pure essential oil but sometimes you can dig and find that you know it's not as bad there's certain things like my dishwasher pods are natural non-scent not scented but they're not like 100 percent natural it's very hard to find ones that dissolve and work well that are natural i was Um, wondering about that i was like yeah those dishwasher pods they're the worst they're the one (laughs) one thing i cannot you know but like everything, like my toilet paper is unbleached. People are like, who cares? Okay, but every day you're wiping this on your skin. Your skin is your biggest organ. You're wiping bleach on your skin in a very sensitive area, um, you know, and people will say, oh, I'm getting, having UTIs and things, you know, you just really have to look at like all the things you do. I would say for me, it's affected me just because, you know, I know so much about chemicals and ingredients that it's just hard for me to buy anything. Now I'm even clothing wise. I really, this is a, a new level of my holistic health journey is just also vetting the chemicals because if you're out in the sun you you know in synthetic fabrics that can leach onto your skin so having cottons and linens I'm and I plus I just love cotton and linen anyways so but like really just being uh, conscious of what materials I'm purchasing of course there's a dress I like I'm gonna buy it even if it's not but I'm saying overall what I wear day to day I want to be more conscious of that um I would say my health has improved. Uh, my skin is much clearer also since I've, you know, vetted what I put in my body to a T from oils to, you know, just all the ingredients, all the fillers that can really cause inflammation. You know, there's a lot to think about, but it's really not complicated if you just think about like eating like our ancestors and, and just being like our ancestors were before they had all this disease. Um, and you can just, you know, you'll actually save money because when I go to the food store, it's hard for me to buy any junk because junk all has bad ingredients in it so. that's true that is true I'm, you know I'm thinking that just I think because we grew up maybe more similarly than I thought yeah. and you know it's um you know my dad always preached cook at home and so even now with my family I know I do a lot of my meal prep myself I don't buy things like pre-done or you know if you're if you think it's going to like 
cut a corner and it's saving you somewhere, you're paying for it somewhere else. Yes, <laughs> and, exactly. And so I'm like, uh, so I just try to think ahead that way and not um, just try to not take shortcuts that way for sure. Mm-hmm. And at home, I, I've made my own laundry detergent. Like I've done this the hard way. And yeah. I think I found the nice middle ground of not being neurotic and still have a sense of calm. But I yes. know that because I've because I think my whole life is geared this way now and I just you know it's like second nature so once you start doing it and you implement these habits it becomes less work to think about what you're buying and what you're not you're like just don't buy things that you know immediately like cut dyes out of your diet right (laughs) Um, you know like they're just there's some really big obvious telltale signs that are screaming you screaming at you on the shelf and you're like if it's bright blue or neon green yeah mm, don't buy it yes absolutely such a calm like you're saying because I feel a calm I would say like I'm also very into astrology and I have a stellium in my sixth house which is a house of wellness and routine so I guess you know intuitively it's just always been a part of me but you know I do have a calm there's um you know certain family members of mine have gotten sick um and they were not genetic you know illnesses they were definitely environmental And, you know, based on what the doctor said, there's no genetic component. And so, you know, for some people with close family members that have gotten sick, you could have a level of anxiety around just like, oh, are you going to be next? Right. And Mm -hmm. I think like for me, it also gives me a peace of mind. I'm doing what I can do on my end. You know, we cannot control everything. I know that, you know, I'm nurturing my body and giving it things to really heal and continue to detoxify and you know, just nourish it. And, you know, other than that, like there's uncontrollables, but it kind of gives me just that peace of mind that, you know, I'm providing for my body. Like, you know, when we, our ancestors, they didn't eat for indulgence. They ate to live. They ate, you know, things to have energy. And, um, you know, obviously it's nice to enjoy food. Nobody's taken that away, but like, you know, they ate, they didn't eat the muscle meat. They ate the organs. They ate, you know, the liver and, um, of the chicken and beef, and it's the most nutritious part of the animal, the tendons, so that's something Ghana, my mom's, you know, again, from Ghana, and they make stews, and they put, like, you're eating, like, the cow's foot with the tendons and ligaments, and there was one doctor I used to follow that is, uh, she went to Harvard and, you know, became a doctor, and then she ended up becoming a functional doctor, um, because she was curing people just from diet and elimination, really, and, um, you know, she says if you're having issues with your ligament, you eat an animal's ligament. And there's, you know, there might be people that don't eat meat or, and that's fine, I didn't for many years, but for me as with my blood type, um, meat made me feel the best. But, you know, eating to, to heal your body, you know, giving it uh, medicine through food um, and then um, supporting your nervous system through like aromatherapy and, you know, just really something to t- fine tune um, your, you know, emotional state even. So I think like we can do a lot of healing on our own and a lot of maintenance. So it's like not, it shouldn't feel like unachievable, but at the same time, like, you know, it can also provide you with that peace of mind. Everything you're saying, it's just, it resonates with me so much because I don't think that wellness, it's, you know, my approach to it. And I think because of the way I was raised and the school I went to and just the people I've been surrounded with, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, to take a holistic approach, you're not looking at one 
thing. It's like there's it's a it's a cumulative effect of all these things that you can be doing for yourself to have the life that you want. And yeah, yeah, there are variables and there are things that are out of your control and things that you can't predict will come up, like COVID, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, right? (laughs) Like we've had. I think we people have to navigate so many things all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just knowing that you can take your power back a little bit and to make conscious choices in your home and, you know, that you get to choose. (laughs) And, you know, instead of there's so many messages and so many different places where we have to go, like if you have to go to work or just being bombarded with things that maybe you did not get to pick. (laughs) And so I like that feeling (laughs) of control when I'm in my space. I'm like, I picked this and this is, you know, and to try to raise my kids a certain way and to teach them how to live well, I think is why I take it so importantly because, I'm like, yeah, I'm older and maybe I could, you know, you know, maybe get some junk once in a while or do something. But I feel yeah. like if I if they don't witness me living well, they won't know how to do it. Right. Um, exactly. And that's so important. Mm-hmm. And I think for what you do, you know, just um you're definitely a fixture in the community and people it's like people know where to go (laughs) that you've been tapped in and you know sharing your products and I think promoting wellness across the board for everyone which is great people you know we need more people like you (laughs) oh thank you so much my friends call me their doctor because um because of all the research and learnings I've done and work with functional doctors and just my own experiences and healing my family members. I just kind of have like this bank of knowledge. Like my one friend was having digestive issues and I was like, you know, we need to open the drainage pathways and we need to work on your gut because that's why you're having this eczema. And like, I put her on this protocol. I was like, you need, there's, you should do some heavy metal detoxing. And she did everything I said. And then like her gut issues cleared up and I have, you know, other friends with different issues. And just like, once you kind of get into that it's it's empowering because you know a lot of people just sometimes they go to doctors and the doctor just like well you have IBS or you have Crohn's disease or you have this issue and that's really just um not looking at it holistically like what caused it I don't want to just have a band-aid I want to heal the wound so when you really get into that functional holistic medicine um you know you start realizing that there's a reason for everything happening and you kind of got to go deep and find out what could you have been exposed to what have you been eating what have you been putting on your skin or what all to, you know, everything. It's not just usually one thing. And then it's, it's very empowering. So I find that um, even people that are not very into natural medicine or remedies or solutions, they, and after they've exhausted, you know, conventional doctors, that's when they usually go to functional medicine because they, you know, end up needing to really heal and they don't want to just be stuck band-aiding it. So I think it, it's all related. It's not like, you know, I think if you're into natural um, solutions for anything. It's not just cleaning. It's not just eating. It's just like really the holistic, um, lifestyle that you think of. You just look at every little factor in your life and then you just start, you know, rectifying it. Oh yeah. It's the whole picture. You know, I think symptoms to me, it's like a legend on a map, you know, and if if they're screaming out something to you, they mean something and they will help you find your way. You know, if you listen closely enough and look at them, you will find the root cause and you will get there. Um, it's yeah. just a process and people are like, well, I don't have the time for that. And I think that's, it is really hard to balance caring for yourself yes, totally. in the world we live in. Like our society does not uphold people taking that time because everything's like, go, 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 go. And you're just trying right. to it's constantly racing to get the income, to pay for the bills. And it's set up to be unsustainable, but Absolutely. like you have to put your foot down at one point and say that, that it has to be important to you and that you just have to say, I will make the time and that, you yeah, know, because 
otherwise you're going to be forced in a situation where you don't have some control and your body will just start shutting down and telling you it requires that of you (laughs) and then you're like asking for a leave of absence and you're like oh my gosh and these things happen all the time you know looking it's so common um, you know, people making provisions with their health coverage for critical illness, you know, or, or allowances if something happens because you just don't have the time to take care of yourself. And it's, um, I think if people could reframe how they approach it and think that taking the time now will pay off in the long run and that they will have more time in the future. Yes. <laughs> you know, like it might make you want to do it sooner than later. <laughs> yeah. You just, you know, people always think like, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I have tomorrow or we'll get to doing, we'll live better next year. And it's right. like, there are ways that you can live well right now. Yeah. Um, little you know, baby steps. It doesn't have to be dramatic. And, you know, and I also think there's something to be said about the mind-body connection. I've been doing a lot of reading, um, Dr. Joseph Dispenza, on um, neuroplasticity and, and the fact that, like, you know, what you think becomes reality. And he's he, he's cured people by just changing their thought patterns. And, um, and that really relates back to why I, you know, my products have aromatherapy in them because I'm somebody who has a busy mind and I can worry and I can think about a million things that some of them are controllable, most of them aren't. And you know, go in a, in a mental loop. And I think, you know, as a part of being maybe somebody who's always been ambitious in their life, that kind of comes with the territory. But it was, you know, when I found essential oils, it was life-changing because I found that that way to relax my mind. And, and it actually affected my health where I would sometimes have like stomach pains for no reason. I think maybe anxiety and realizing that I could, through relaxation and aromatherapy could, you know, help with that. And, you know, I think there's just also something to be said about the power of the thought, you know, even if you, let's say, don't change any products in your home, but you change your mindset and you just incorporate aromatherapy, you could have some healing benefits as well. Finding ways to ground yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think I suffer from anxiety sometimes or definitely in my postpartum experiences, you know, in your yeah. hormones. I tell women now, like, take a look at your hormones and really get to know what they're doing because yeah. so many, being able to identify and articulate something and to be able to define it really changes things you're able to handle things a lot better when you understand what's happening and what's going on you're like if you don't know you feel so lost and you feel like you're just you know you're like oh my gosh I'm just nuts it's like no (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you're like no um (laughs) it's like no your, your hormones uh toxins um your environment so many things will impact how you feel and you sometimes misjudge or you know I think people have a way of projecting the blame on something else or on relationships or you just, you want there to be a reason. And so all these other things start to become wrong. You're like, what's my job? It's this, it's that like, I'm not okay because of X, Y, and Z. Right. (laughs) You don't realize what's really going on internally. And uh, so finding a way to ground yourself and introducing things to help you, you know, just to find that base level again, can definitely help you navigate other things so much better. Yes. I'm like, like, take a minute to pause and be patient and just try to take this whole situation apart and don't make immediate decisions in the moment. I always tell people that because I'm like, you you just need to give yourself a little grace period. Exactly. Exactly. That's something I've been really working on in my, you know, I think everybody who's on a um, a health journey as far as like always wanting to improve and better their health and wellness, um, you know, for themselves. Like, I think like there's always an evolution of that, like where they, their eyes are open to another facet of their healing journey. And for me, I feel like I'm, you know, obviously I'm really aware and, and good with 
ingredients and just like vetting everything that I consume or put on my body. And that's been for years and years. But now the, the next level is my, um, is really the spiritual element. I've always been into the spiritual growth as well, but like really working on my, my nervous system and, and like you said, grounding and just finding that balance. And, um, you know, I think that that alone is so, you know, just not reacting and, and not responding in the moment and really taking that moment, taking that breath and getting that peace um, in that chaotic moment uh, can really help people even find the answers for themselves. I think that everybody has their own intuition and deep down they know the answers of what they need to do, what could be affecting them, like what might be causing their reaction. But I think just balancing and um, their nervous system Maybe that's through chiropractic adjustments, which I love, the Gonstead um, method of chiropractic care, but also just, you know, balance, um, you know, also just doing things in the moment like breath work and different things can really kind of bring you to homeostasis and then help you just move from there in a better place. I'm in this place of, I'm like, okay, there's so much to do and the sensory overload for me is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, I think um, I just I don't live in my own space by myself I'm constantly you know having to respond to things and mm-hmm. you know having children they just require your attention and yes. what they need is immediate it's always like we, need it. yeah. like we need it now we need it now and so you're kind of just pivoting and jumping from one place to the next yeah so I'm like okay I have to move with intention and I have to slow myself down and I have to incorporate other wellness practitioners into my well care just to make sure that I can keep up and that I have the stamina to do this right yeah. <laughs> and, um, and what I'm finding is that in opening up my world and allowing all these people in and reaching out to wellness practitioners and and um, having them look at my children that overall it's my life has just gotten so much more fun <laughs> and you know and, the, and like having a conversation with you today and just yeah. the places that your wellness journey will take you are really cool. And I always tell people that like, you know, it opens your world up so much Um, for anybody feeling isolated, or like they don't have, you know, they don't know where to go for an answer to something, or you just don't like where you're at. Like, once you start just addressing your health and wellness and maybe take a yoga class or Mm -hmm. sign up for something like Mm -hmm. you're gonna have you're gonna meet all these amazing fantastic people and it's it's such a nice buzz in this community because I think there's so many people here really trying to earnestly do good things and it's so beautiful absolutely I just had my nephew visiting um for the weekend he's five he just turned five um and boy, talk about bouncing your nervous system. It's it's so, you know, the how you respond to it, respond to a child having, you know, a tantrum. I've had it. He used to he's come since he was little, spend, you know, weekends with me and he's a handful. Just but he's very smart, very cute. But he's he's a wild man. Um and you know, if my if I'm not balanced and I'm not at peace, um when I my response to him is not coming from as good of a place, you know, that urge to just throw a kid just kidding but like you know it's just really really bad but I notice like when I'm really balanced and at peace and feeling you know in a good spiritual place you know even if he's just you know going off like I can respond to him in a calm way and he mirrors that he if I come at him like what are you doing versus like what's going on is something wrong with you you know his response is automatically better than what it would be if I came at him with the same energy he came at me with so oh yeah definitely not to match like don't match the crazy in anything like in any situation like don't 
don't bring yourself to that level because nothing productive comes out of it. Um, exactly. And they see monkey see monkey do. Like <laughs> mom always says with kids. So if you, they see how you can handle stressful situations calmly. That's how they'll end up responding when they're an adult. So yeah, I think there was somebody talking, well, a lot of people talked about this, that um, changing your tone and how you interact with children, and this could be for anyone, but mm-hmm. like if you go up to an adult and you get nasty right away and you're like, well, what do you want? It's like, you're yeah. not going to get... <laughs> Like that, you're not going to get anything good from that. Exactly. Um, But with kids, you know, they're talking about just going in and saying, well, I guess love or like, what do you need or what can I help you with? And if you approach it from a place of service or just like being really attentive, you immediately start to calm down and you're able to hear them. Yeah. Um, And I think for people, especially going back to cleaning, (laughs) like when you're overwhelmed in a space that just is, you know, it's cluttered or you just feel like you don't feel good about it. Yeah, you don't have that capacity to be present or to have any of those meaningful conversations because you're triggered by everything in your space. I'm like, the Um, best way through uh, it is to start cleaning it and to get into it. And you'll feel yourself immediately feel better as you move room from room and just start, you know, bring some peace into your space. And it definitely has an impact on everything else. I promise. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm big on decluttering. I live I, I would say I'm very, I lean on the side of minimalist, but I have a lot of things. I can't really say I'm a minimalist, but I'm very much leaning in that direction. And and a big reason is like you said, like when my space is chaotic or messy, I feel this anxiety that cannot be relieved until the space is sorted out. And I'm also very big into feng shui. And that's the reason like everything you own and it all has energy and, and the way you feel in a room, if it's chaotic, like it cannot be resolved unless you you know, really move the space and clean everything up and have things flow nicely. And it, even like my nephew, as much as he's a wild man, when he comes over, he's definitely a little bit more calm. And I think that's, you know, part of it too. I have a peaceful space. So, you know, all of it, all of it affects the well-being. It's, there's really just not one thing. And I think that's why it's makes, should make people feel more like it's an achievable goal to just clean up their life. Um, you know, clean up their products, clean up their home. Cause you can just do little pieces a day, like declutter, you know, switch out one product, make a product, like, you know, just little bits every day. Nothing, you don't have to have like, okay, I'm going to change 50 things this week. No, it, you know, do something manageably, but I think it's super possible for everybody, but, you know, regardless of your income level. Well, I'm curious, you know, hearing everything you've talked about and, and I know that you live in this way, like I can just feel it, but if I didn't meet you and if I didn't know you, I just know hearing you speak today that you really do take all of the things that you're saying to heart and that you Mm -hmm. practice them actively. Um, And I think how has that freed you up to probably explore your entrepreneurship journey and to do other things? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say that for me, like, I think for anybody who starts a business, it should be something that you love and that you already do or want, you know, you already are interested in. And it's just such a natural progression that it becomes a business. Like my business started in my dining room. Like I told, shared earlier, how I just (laughs) needed natural cleaning products. I started making them for friends and then they were requesting them a lot. And then, my one friend was like, you need to get into stores. And it just kind of all evolved organically through that, you know, natural, like people wanting the products. And I think like, you know, with wellness or anything you're into, like if you're really just passionate about it and you live it yourself, then it's easy to translate into a business because you are your, like for me, I'm my client. I'm my prime 
uh, demographic as far as like somebody into health and wellness, somebody conscious of ingredients, uh, millennials generally, but my products, everybody buys, but definitely a, a mostly millennials um, for sure when I started. But, you know, just doing what you love and it naturally can translate into a business because especially if it's something like you use or need because you're, you want the quality that you, that made you interested in whatever it is. Like for me, you know, cleaning products, I wanted that clean transparency ingredients. Um, and I wanted the effects of the essential oils for that aromatherapy. So for me, it's so important to maintain that, that I drew me to um, start you know, bottling the products myself before I moved to manufacturing and all that. So I think, you know, do what you love and keep it up to par with what you would look for if you were your own customer, because you are, you know. I love that. And do you have any advice for women who are just starting um, maybe a business and just some of the hurdles or obstacles that you've come across that you feel like, oh, I wish somebody told me this. Like if you could boil, I'm sure there's so much and you could talk about this forever too. (laughs) (laughs) Then like, what are some of the key things that if you have an opportunity to get to someone right now, what would you tell them? (laughs) Yeah, I would say first and foremost, get a mentor. It's not like, oh, let me look online for a mentor. Like you most likely know somebody who has a business. So for me, um, I had a mentor who was um, the founder of another company that I worked for. Um, another person who was a vice president at this same company who both of them had uh, started their own uh, respective businesses. And one was a female, one was a male. I like both perspectives because for me, I want to encompass both of that and the energy that I bring to my business. Um, people with, you know, experience doesn't have to be your exact industry. Business is very business. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. It's business is business, getting investors, doing things. It's all, you know, irregardless of the specific industry usually. So mentor is great. I've brought, you know, and it's not like an official thing, like where I'm paying somebody, this is a friend, a colleague, somebody that's, you know, might even offer to speak to you about the business without you asking, or somebody that you can say, Hey, do you mind if I pick your brain? I know you've started a a business from, from scratch. So just curious on, you know, certain things. So I had a mentor for, I still do, but I had, you know, unofficial mentors, multiple, um, my uncle as well, who's a lawyer, um, who worked with me on certain elements. And I just, I wasn't afraid to ask people. I'm not, you know, asking for anything for free. I'm just, you know, getting advice. And a lot of times I would just give people products for their um, support and, um, you know, help them my own way. But having a mentor is key so you can run things by them. Have you ever seen this being done this way? Um, Should I, do you think it's a good uh, you know, that I should look for an investor right now? Do you think I should do this? Or how did you handle when this obstacle came up? So I, I would say that's like my biggest advice, having a mentor. Other than that, um, you know, listen to your intuition. If you feel like something is off with an individual that you've hired or an investor that you're thinking of taking on, you know, listen to yourself. Um, because very often women who are an experience in business, they ignore their own intuition, their own instincts, because they feel like they don't, this is new to them. They're not a business person or they're not experienced with companies or investments. And, um, but a lot of times we know, we might not know what is wrong or what doesn't fit, but we feel it. And I would say that's the one benefit of being a woman in business is that we have that stronger intuition and we should really not ignore it. Um, you know, I have a strong intuition, but I did have some issues with an investor um, in my company um, a few years ago that I since bought out. But, um, you know, it was an experience where an individual was not 
treating me like the owner of my own company like we just uh, say that and, and <laughs> that's terrible it's I think that's very you're right common, apparently very oh. with females to get treated like a secretary in their own company with an investor I've I, heard that I've definitely heard that you know and where people are like wait a minute you know this like this is me and you know without me there is no this like like you know like this exactly like this is this is your baby this is your product this is your you know your business Mm -hmm. and to be taken seriously and I think you know a lot of people feel that way I know for years and even now sometimes I'm always I always try to be humble you know and I want to I don't want to believe that I am the expert on this subject. I'm like, I'm always looking for opportunities to learn and I defer to people. I'm like, well, you must be the expert in the room, right? Right. You're like, wait a minute. So definitely listening to your gut instinct is huge. Um, I think I've even heard that, that Japanese businessmen actually really, they they develop, it's all based on gut, all gut Mm -hmm. instincts. Like Mm -hmm. deals are made only like if it's in their gut and if it it doesn't speak to their gut, they don't do it. I love that. I wish more people were like that. I mean, I guess it's risky if you don't have a strong gut instinct. But right. Still, I think <laughs> you're like, you're like, do I trust myself? But hey, yeah. this is it's a long process. It's a long road to getting there and developing your instincts, which is, um, which for me is huge. I think for helping women develop their voice and to find that you know what you do have them, you do possess them. Yeah. Um, and you just have to turn on that radar and feel like, oh yeah, it's talking right now, <laughs> and you know what it sounds like. Absolutely. And, and you know what's best for your business. You may not know everything. You may not know all of the blind spots right away, but ultimately, you know, and you're the reason why the business exists. So never let anybody treat you like a secondhand citizen in your own business, because then you'll just know right away they're not the right person for your business. I've never heard anybody been like, this person came in and they were rude to me and they did this and that. But hey, like everything's good. Like usually even if the business <laughs> does well, you're so unhappy that you end up like selling the company just to get out you know what I mean like it's not gonna work so I think listening but also do your own research take courses I've taken so many like short online courses on different you know um things and I you know from essential oils to cleaning to feng shui to I've done so many courses just to (laughs) learn more and I love it and I'm always learning and I just think that you can become a specialist like you know I've known people that have helped um, have invested in businesses that they knew nothing about the industry at all. They only knew business stuff. So they, you know, only gave that end of the feedback. Um, but, you know, at the same time, somebody might approach you to help you with your business and they don't know anything about your field, but they, they treat you like they're superior because they have business experience. But in actuality, you are the expert in your product that you created, right? Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> that's perfect it's like I, I wish because um, I'm part of a business uh, collective for women um, mm-hmm. and which was something I decided to do because it's like there are so many courses and so many programs for doulas and for people in birth work but this one spoke to me because it's like it's totally female driven and they support women locally so I always tell people also I'm like find people if if you're trying to serve a certain community get local like you know yeah. get get really small and and jump in your community and get involved and get to know people because um they'll do the work for you and and, and speak about you and share yeah. you and and so that's a huge asset too like don't minimize the impact people in your community can have for your business <laughs> networking is huge I mean that's how I really got off living in that you know small Hamptons community the people that live there year-round as you know it's a different community than the ones that just come in in the summer and they're it's so tight-knit so you you know people I just approach stores that I went to every day I had friends that 
had a friend that owned a store and we put us together or I went, you know, somebody went into a store and said it would be a good fit for my products and they told the owner about it and then the owner, you know, got my email and reached out to me. I've had a lot of people just through that community, um, you know, help my business and I think that is very a very great point that you bring up. Yeah, I'm like, look, 10 years later, here we are together now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you just never know when it's going to pop up or when things will come full circle. Exactly. And for that, I think karma, like business karma is huge. You know, you yes. just like, you don't think it means anything today, but it always has a way of coming up at some point. <laughs> and, it really does. So I'm like, you know what, just, um, I'm like, just be good, do good. And, you know, because it comes back and which is why I love your approach. You always sound so organic. Like you don't seem like you force things and you're definitely driven. That's my take. I'm like, yeah, you're a driven person, but I don't think you try to like push things where they're not supposed to grow. It's like, if it's not it, and I don't know if I'm wrong, but that's always how I yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, you're, you're right. I definitely am not aggressive, um, but I also, you know, I'm passionate about it. So if, if somebody is interested, you'll see my passion. But if it's not for you, we don't need to go there. But, you know, it, it can be difficult, like getting into stores when you're not in that community. Like I've moved now um, to Charlotte, North Carolina. So. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I moved about a year and a half ago. So I was in Brooklyn um, after being in Sag Harbor for a few years. And, you know, being new to this area, it can be challenging, of course, to share your product. There's always that fear of like, oh gosh, you know, I have to go approach this person. It's like a live cold call in person yeah. and bring samples. And it, it's scary to be feel the rejection. But I think at this, once you have done it for enough time, like I have used my all-purpose cleaner and all my products since I started for several years. I've not gotten sick of them. And I literally don't want to use anything else because they work the best. My all-purpose, I love how it cleans. I love the scent. I love how it helps with stain removal. And I just know it's a great product. So if somebody doesn't take the product on, it does not offend me. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. not a fit. And I think everybody, you know, when they have a business will eventually get to that place. If the business is worth continuing, you will love your own product so much that you want to continue. Like if you were a client, you would want to continue buying it. And that's like kind of the telltale that you've got to keep going and keep persevering because if you would be mad that you didn't make your own product because you wouldn't be able to use it anymore, then then I'm sure there's other people that feel the same way. And it's it's never a match. Like not it's never always a match. Like everybody's not always the best fit, but the ones that are hopefully will find you and you'll find them. Oh, I, I just shared about that today because uh, especially, you know, in the birth community that I'm a part of, mm -hmm. um, people are so afraid that this is the last opportunity you're ever going to get, like, or in sales. It's like, this is the last, last, last chance I will ever get. And people can be very pushy or yeah. uh, the gatekeeping. Like, I have to block other people from entering this space and there isn't room for anyone else. I'm like, no, right. you know, you have right. to learn how to collaborate and to come from that place. And I said, like, you know, I there's um, everyone there's a doula for everyone but you're yeah. not everyone's doula you know and, it's like, and, and that's okay it's like you know there are plenty of things on the shelves that you know people make choices all the time but um you know ultimately you're still you know you're still valuable and you still have something to bring to the table and that you there's still space for you and that's what I try to tell people a hundred percent so true 
And um, I've just, I've loved just talking today and connecting with you and everything that you've brought to the table. And I can't wait for our listeners to tune in because um, I'm, there are just so many beautiful things that you've shared today that I think will, if they implement like even just three of those things that they're off to such a great start (laughs) with their wellness journey. So I appreciate your time today so much. Absolutely. It's been so nice chatting with you, Katora. And I love, you know, I love sharing and helping the community and help people just kind of you know, change little bits in their um, routines. And, you know, um, if anybody has any questions after this um, airs, you know, I'm always happy to answer. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to include in the show notes and how they can contact you. But you can find Shmir online at Pure and Peaceful on Instagram. That's always a great way to find her. And if you're curious how to get in touch, you can always message me also and I will connect you two together. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Send me a DM, you know, comment on on a post if you have any questions. I'm always happy to answer and I answer everything myself. So yeah, that's, I get that feeling too. It's like, nope, this is very personal. Like you're, you know, you're still very much, you know, captaining your ship and that yes. you are, you know, you're hands on and doing it. So I wish you luck with your move to Charlotte and, you. You know, just, and just getting, you know, rooted into a new community. I'm sure everyone misses you back home so much. <laughs> I'm going back this week to New York. So have a little visit to, yeah, spend, see my fam- family and friends. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm sure they're dying. Like I'm sure they can't wait. <laughs> awesome all right and i'll hopefully talk to you soon absolutely thank you so much talk to you soon 